Welcome to Hubbard Helps, a program that spotlights the people and organizations making a difference in Chicago. Now here's your host, Kara Hernandez. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. The Respiratory Health Association, otherwise known as RHA, has been advocating since 1906 for clean air and healthy lungs. Through education, research, and policy change, the RHA works to end diseases such as COPD, asthma, and lung cancer, along with controlling tobacco use. With us this morning to talk more about the RHA and the work they are doing for people living with respiratory diseases is Joel Afric, the president and CEO of RHA. Joel, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks much. It's my pleasure. You're the president and CEO of the Respiratory Health Association. What led you to the position you're in today, and what sparked your passion for promoting clean air and preventing lung disease? Uh, Well, for the first 20 years of my career, uh, I was a practicing lawyer here in Chicago, uh, and a friend recruited me to join the board of this organization because he knew how I felt about kids and smoking. Tobacco use among kids is just so unfortunate to see, and it often leads to a life of a lot of challenges. And my friend kind of tapped into my feelings about that and got me involved. And after a few years, I was enjoying it so much, and I believe so much in the mission, that I took a left turn in my career. The RHA has been around since 1906. How did the organization get started, and how has it changed into what it is today? Well, in 1906, two of the leading health threats in Chicago and our major cities were tuberculosis and influenza. You know, things change and then they stay the same. This organization was formed around a group of committed volunteers who were trying to rally people to fight TB, and we had a lot of medical contacts as well. Over the course of time, uh, we, you know, scientists started to develop treatments to reduce the impact of tuberculosis so that today it's not really a very big health threat in the United States. And as the medicines for TB improved during the 1940s and 50s, more was becoming known about the dangers of cigarette smoke and uh, more was being known about the dangers of some of the other lung diseases that affect us today. So the mission has evolved from TB into a broad spectrum of lung diseases and the fight for clean air. Are there any misconceptions about lung disease or things you think people should know? I think a common misconception is that uh, if I don't smoke, I don't have to be worried about lung disease. And I'm going to use as an example, particularly women, Uh, lung disease is one of the biggest health threats that women face today. Lung cancer is the leading cancer killer of women in the United States. More women die of lung cancer than breast cancer, ovarian cancer, and cervical cancer all combined. But if you ask women what are the biggest health threats, they'll often say breast cancer, heart disease, and then they kind of scratch their heads. I think this is a situation where women would benefit greatly from more awareness about the risks that lung disease pose to them. You know, when I think about women and lung disease, I think about lung cancer. I think about chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, 
or COPD. Women continue to be the fastest growing group affected by COPD. And in asthma, although asthma affects girls and boys, men and women equally, in the case of the more severe asthma attacks and people who actually die from asthma attacks, those tend to be disproportionately women. So one in six women will have to deal with lung disease during her lifetime, and I just don't think it's on people's radar today. And the other misconception, I mean, there are a few, another misconception is that lung cancer doesn't only affect people who are smokers. An estimated 10 to 20% of lung cancer occurs in people who are not smokers. Uh, one thing has become clear to us at RHA because we've heard the stories is the time to start supporting lung cancer research is not when a loved one has been diagnosed. This is Hubbard Helps on Hubbard Radio Chicago. I'm Kara Hernandez. Today, we're joined by Joel Afric, the president and CEO of RHA. The Respiratory Health Association works to improve our air quality and to prevent lung disease and cancer through advocacy, education, and research. According to your website, resphealth.org, you offer programs and toolkits to help people impacted by different respiratory health issues. What are some of the different programs and services you provide, and what impacts have they made? Well, I'm going to give you an example that I'm very proud of. For people with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD, there are more than 16 million people diagnosed in the U.S., and millions more have the early symptoms but haven't been diagnosed. For people with COPD, many of them are supported as their disease progresses by family caregivers. I'm not talking about agencies who do medical work. I'm talking about moms and dads and sisters and brothers and children who are there to help somebody who's living with COPD. Caregivers, these informal family caregivers, perform a very important function and yet, there are very few resources designed to help them to do their role as caregivers. Uh, I'm excited and proud that in the last year, RHA has worked with the National Institutes of Health to develop a free digital toolkit for informal caregivers of people with COPD. I'm told that it's getting 1,000 hits a month. It's a good resource. RHA's program staff developed it, and the NIH is helping to give it an audience. So that's an example of something that RHA does to draw the link between the healthcare system and the patient. That's kind of the best place for us to sit in our programming is the link between healthcare and the patient. And anyone in your audience who would like to see the toolkit should visit the RHA website, resphealth.org, and right on the front page, we have a story about the digitized toolkit for NIH and a link to that toolkit. On February 26th, the RHA is hosting their annual Hustle Chicago. How did this climb for healthy lungs and clean air come about, and what is the goal for the event? It was probably a little over 25 years ago that somebody, and this is before I joined the organization, came up with the idea of an indoor stair climb 
as a means for people to exercise in the winter here in Chicago, where the weather for outside things isn't too good, and also raise awareness and funds for the local fight against lung disease. That idea manifested itself in what for many years was called Hustle Up the Hancock and is now called Hustle Chicago. It's a great event. It was one year voted the most iconic winter fundraising event, but it's a real experience with, you know, well over a thousand people, uh, lots of volunteers, and a lot of uh, goodwill in the fight against lung disease. Uh, anybody who wants to sign up to participate can do that now, uh, resphealth.org slash hustle. And if someone wants to help out but is not able to climb or prefers not to climb, we're also recruiting volunteers now. Those are two great ways to help us succeed. What plans and goals do you have for the RHA in the future? Well, something that we just started working on is to address the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, It's estimated that two or three out of every 10 people who get COVID will experience what's now called long COVID symptoms. That's enduring symptoms, either respiratory or cardiac, or in some cases, neurological. And what RHA is doing with a gift we received is we're developing some patient resources for people who are dealing with long COVID. It tends to get resolved in many people, but it's something that takes far longer than the normal course of getting COVID, which, you know, right now is probably a week or so. So we're doing that, and we're trying to be prepared to face whatever challenge comes our way. We're doing a lot in the clean air area to try to reduce air pollution, which also reduces the effect of climate change. And we're just, we're listening and responding. What's the best way for those listening right now to help RHA, as well as help people living with different respiratory health conditions? Well, I'll give you two answers. One is we're a nonprofit, and like a lot of the nonprofit community today, Uh, We can only spend what we receive in gifts, so anybody who would like to make a gift to support our work can go to resphealth.org slash donate and make a gift. That's all great. Because it's Hustle Chicago season, anybody who would like to climb and climb for a reason is encouraged to register for Hustle Chicago, either as a participant or as a volunteer. And I'll give you one more answer. We can always use advocates for lung-healthy legislation, like the smoke-free laws that we helped pass more than 10 years ago, for legislation that will help get access to medications for kids with asthma. The uh, Illinois General Assembly has passed legislation to uh, increase resources for lung cancer screening. Anybody who would like to get involved in RHA and advocate, share their story, is invited to reach out to us. Thank you so much, Joel, for talking to us this morning and for the work the RHA has been doing to fight lung disease. Uh, The more informed people are, the more empowered they are, the better they're going to do with whatever comes their way. 
So thanks a lot for helping spread the word, and we hope to see everybody on Hustle Chicago Sunday, February 26th. Our guest this morning has been Joel Afric, President and CEO of RHA. For more information or to contribute to their mission, visit resphealth.org. That's R-E-S-P-H-E-A-L-T-H dot org. That's our show this week. Thank you for listening. I'm Kara Hernandez. Hubbard Helps is powered by Hubbard Radio, making a difference in Chicago.